ladies and gentlemen, Fourth and Trollers, welcome back at last to Fourth and Troll Fantasy, the most entertaining fantasy football podcast on the planet. My name is Noah Selby. And I'm Wes Selby. And we are back after a, a week-long hiatus. We took a little time off. I was away. It's been far too long to not be able to hang out with you trollers and with you, Wes. How's it going? Oh, things are great. I uh, didn't do a ton myself while we were on our break. Um, fun fun story I do want to share because this was nuts. So it's a shared maybe before I live in, in the Los Angeles area. And I went to go uh, uh, a couple Saturdays ago, opening weekend, went to go see Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. Awesome. So great. So I went to go wait in line. And, you know, I've got A-list, right? Because I'm incredible and I want to see movies all the time. And I go wait in the line for popcorn. And as you do, you just look around. You just kind of, you're human. You just observe. There's a person in front of me. Things over here. You're just getting the feel of your surroundings. And then I look at the person in front of me and I kind of recognize them. And he- Oh, like someone from work or something, right? Well, he looks familiar and he kind of does one of these. Like he's he's in front of me. Like I can kind of see like the side of his face, like just like the sliver. And I can feel my heart racing. And I turn to my girlfriend and I go, I'm 85% sure this is Christopher Nolan in front of us. Yeah, casually. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> and And then I have a friend that works at this movie theater and he comes up to me and is like, hey, Wes. And I was like, Paul, get over here, get over here. <laughs> Can you confirm if this is Christopher Nolan? And so Paul does one of these, right? Paul, like, he, like, kind of walks, and then he, like, looks around, and then he, like, struts back. He looks at Christopher Nolan and then looks at me and goes, and then just keeps drifting away. And then my heart just starts racing because Christopher Nolan is standing in front of me with his sons. And I have my girlfriend put her hand on my chest and it is beating so hard. And she says, wow, it's never beat that fast for me, but I get it. And it takes the entire line for me to have the courage to finally tap him on the shoulder. And I just go, hi, I'm so sorry. Are you Chris Nolan? He goes, yes. I go, oh, great. I'm really big of your work and i shake his hand he goes thank you and that was it and i was like oh my gosh i just met christopher nolan <laughs> oh no i gotta watch spider-man <laughs> crazy crazy ridiculous. absolutely <sighs> ridiculous only in los angeles that is yes absurd oh anyway that's how wow. i am how are you noah <laughs> Incredible. I'm doing good, man. Had a week off, went and had some time with my family. We all were up at a uh, at a lake house in Georgia, which was super nice because we just spent pretty much seven days just doing nothing but spending time together, which was a fantastic thing. Ton of time together. Had a day out on the boat. Uh, did nice. some tubing. Got to hang out. Uh, just just spend a lot of time together. It was a really really fantastic week. And uh, I'm very sad that it's over, but I'm very happy to be back here with you and the trollers. Uh, we're going to have a ton of fun today. As you guys can tell from the episode title, it is the first mock draft of the season for us here. We hit. We had to wait till we hit June, you guys. We wanted to so badly <laughs> do this so early on. We had to wait till we hit June, had to wait for some ADPs to get updated, that sort of stuff. But we are finally here, and uh, and we're back. But while we were away, we did our best to try and keep you guys entertained, engaged. I don't know. Some of you may have. Some of you may have not. Over the past three or four days, actually, we've had about 12,000 people come and engage with our TikTok account, which is really, really cool. About 12,000 people come and See what we got going on there. We've been posting some really cool stuff there. Been doing that. It's it we we've been kind of doing we've been trying to incorporate a a few platforms. So we've been doing some tweet talks essentially. We want to just spread the information as much as we can, some juicy stats, some info, some takes that we have. So make sure, like always, that you're following all our social medias down here below. Make sure that you are taking a look and definitely going to follow us there. We're going to do our best to keep you up to date on everything that we can. 
<clears throat> excuse me. If you did see any of those uh, social media posts, anything like that, let us know what you thought in the comments below on this video. And uh, let us know what you want to see. Let us know if you have any any more questions, anything like that, that we can answer for you. What else? Anything you want to see, any ideas that you have. You want to see me and Wes have a virtual arm wrestling contest. We'll make it happen. We'll figure it out. Maybe. It's, it's with maybe those $3,500 Apple VR glasses that somehow that we can do it that way. <laughs> we never know. We'll see what happens there. Lastly, as we've been doing all this talking in this intro, like, subscribe, ring the bell. Thanks, babes. Appreciate it. Now, there was some news. We've been away for two weeks, so obviously yes. there's some news. So we, we've got some news. Wes, what's been going on in the NFL over the last few few days few weeks whatever it's been what's been going on fill us in on what we need to know before we jump into a mock draft the relief for me is none of the big news happened until like just the last few days so we're not way behind on some stuff just from our yeah. absence yeah, so yeah. uh deandre hopkins as we know earlier oops i just touched the mic earlier in a couple maybe start of the month last month someone like that was cut by the cardinals he met with the Tennessee Titans yesterday and on Sunday. He is also now meeting with the New England Patriots today. By the time you're watching this episode, he's going to be in New England. He's going to be there the next day as well. While although the Titans did have the first visit, there seems to be some serious interest on both sides from DeAndre Hopkins and the New England Patriots. Something you and I had mentioned is that there's a legitimate chance that Mac Jones could be a top 20, top 15 quarterback with a superstar wide receiver like D-Hop. He was great when he returned after a suspension. So just throwing that out there, it depends on what happens. I don't know why he would go to Tennessee, if I'm going to be honest. I don't know who the quarterback is. I don't know if yeah. he's better off with Tannehill. I mean, These that's an interesting surprising. decision. These are some surprising places for us. My guess is that, I mean, we thought he was going to ring chase. So we thought like maybe like the Bills or the Chiefs or something like that would be more likely. And it seems more like he's going to bag chase right now because I think these two teams <laughs> are probably willing to fork over some money to get him on their team. Also, yeah. both teams are pretty much without a bona fide wide receiver one. So like neither of these teams really have a top wide receiver. So they both benefit there. But if these are the teams we're getting narrowed down to, it sounds like he's just he's probably chasing a good contract here for himself. One yeah. more good contract before he ages out. So who knows? He'll probably still be good for a for for a bit. So he might be able to ring chase some other time. Who knows? Yeah, it's it's worth keeping an eye on just because he is talented enough that he can still be viable in fantasy. But the team, I it does really depend on where he ends up. Speaking of where he ends up, oh, it finally happened. Dalvin Cook was released from the Minnesota Vikings. And right now we've got some speculation that he may still go to Miami. It's not as sound as, say, the way Aaron Rodgers was linked to the New York Jets. It depends on how much Miami is going to be able to offer him that kind of contract. If it is Miami, I've heard the idea is that the Denver Broncos were in contention, but that's kind of fallen through. So speaking of bag chasing, it does feel like Dalvin Cook is going to pursue the money more than the roster. But we have to mention the backup, now the starting running back in Minnesota, Alexander Madison and... Let's just let's talk about it for a moment because that was one of our tweet talks, one of the social media posts about yeah. how great Alexander Madison will be for the Vikings now that Dalvin Cook is gone. Yeah, and it's and it's something if you're anything any any involvement in the fantasy world, you know the name Alexander Madison. He's been one of the best handcuff running backs in the game of fantasy football for a few years now he's been the top backup running back to go ahead and get because Dalvin cook has missed some games and uh, I, I, you know, five or six games over the last few years. And uh, anytime Alexander Madison has stepped into play, we have always gone, wow, he's really good. And then we did the math and we pulled the numbers <laughs> and saw actually how good he is when he is the guy. And when Alexander Madison throughout his career, when he plays 50% or more of snaps in the game, 
he averages 22.2 fantasy points per game and 25 touches a game. Now, that is absurd. That is up there with Austin. You know, Austin Eckler was averaging around 26 points per game last season. You know, these these top guys are that's that's top guy numbers here. I will say he did not play a game last year where he played, where he played more than 50% of the snaps because Dalvin Cook was healthy all year. So all of the work we've seen Alexander Madison do as an RB1 has been in the Mike Zimmer era. So we're going to have to see what the Kevin O'Connell era looks like for Alexander Madison as an RB1. But my goodness, when when we ran the numbers and the math on this and just looked at how incredible he could be, we both said, oh my goodness, he genuinely has a path to be a top five running back in fantasy this year, depending on how this goes. And you go back and you look at the film, and he's just, the dude is quick and, and like, he's not a small guy. He's, he breaks tackles. It is special to see what he does. So that is a, that is the most exciting part about all of this for me. Uh, and I believe for you, Wes, are you in agreement? Uh, 100%. It was shocking when, if you take the way that he averages his, the average number of points that he gets per game and what that looks like over a full season based on last year's stats, that's RB three. And again, we're having to factor in the Zimmer era versus the O'Connell era and how this is a pass-first team for obvious reasons. Justin Jefferson is there. We've got Jordan Addison there as well. So there's a lot of reason to temper expectations a little bit for some people. But, I mean, we're going to look at his ADP as of right as of June 13th where he is in mock drafts. And if this is anything where he ends up, you have a bona fide top 10 running back waiting and falling in the draft. And, and that is that is highway robbery. If he stays yeah. where he is, golly, this is going to be insane. Pretty and then just to Wound. throw it out there, just reach for him. If you're worried, who cares? Yeah. You want a guy that's top 10 running back? Yes. Goodness. Anyway. Yeah. When we broke it down, <sighs> we, we, we broke down his – Average touches versus his average points per uh, per game over his starting career, quote unquote, that fifty percent or more of snaps, he averages out about uh, about a point per touch in fantasy football, which is rare it, when you think about it. That is that is you know if you think about touches and you think about you know running backs if. If Derrick Henry averaged a point per touch, he'd be scoring 25-plus points every single game. You know, Austin Eckler, similar situation. And, and you know, it just it evens out to something really special. So Alexander Madison is, is definitely going to be, if he remains where he is with ADP, like you said, Wes, this is going to be something pretty unbelievable and a, and a crazy value that you can get in your drafts. Yeah, I think of it in the same way that we saw Cooper Cup in 2021, where it was just middle of the pack. We thought maybe Robert Woods, when Stafford showed up, was going to be, you know, have a few long touchdowns and Cooper Cup just triple crown. I mean, it was the greatest yeah. steal of any best value of any ADP. All right, last two yeah. news. Uh, things to just monitor for those that want to figure out the, this, these situations. They're interesting. Potential holdups for two running backs. I'll just read them all here. Right now, Josh Jacobs may not sign the Raiders franchise tag, and he could possibly hold out. Possibly. Uh, his current stance is trying to stand up for the running back depreciation, as uh, some may interpret it. He has until Thursday right now. He has until Thursday to sign. Um, in this case... If this is more than just a phase right now, Zamir White is the current backup. Just play it by ear. It's a little more than a rumor, but nothing full set right now. Additionally, though, Saquon Barkley is also intending to skip the mandatory mini camps. And if he and the Giants can't come to agreement on his contract, he has opened up saying when he was asked by the possibility of holding out for the entire 2023 season, he said, quote, that comes up in conversation if something if something doesn't get done by July 17th. And again, that's Thursday. So, uh, yeah, if this is also more than just a rumor with ongoing frustration of Barkley and the Giants, then just keep in mind Matt Breda is the backup who, I don't know, is he like 45 years old? I think he's been in the league forever. But anyway, 
Uh, just two situations to monitor for the rest of this week. Running backs, again, I get it. The appreciation is pretty rough. Uh, it's thanks to uh, people like Isaiah Pacheco. It's thanks to um, people like Austin Eckler and James Conner, who filled in for superstar running backs that held out and then have become great. Eckler filled in for Melvin Gordon, James Conner behind Le'Veon Bell. I mean, who knows if these, if Jacobs and Saquon actually fulfill this, if they stick to this uh, stance. But anyway, that's all we got for the news this week. Let's just jump right into our way, way too early mock draft, Noah. Let's do it real quick. Wes, I know you want to jump forward a month to be a month closer to the season. Always. I, you said, you, I, I just want to, for everyone listening, it is not July yet. June 17th, I believe, oh, is, thank you. is the quote there. As much as I want to be a month closer to the season as well, we want to keep the trollers informed. And, thank uh, you. We're just excited, guys. We're just, we're just excited. You know, the excitement is getting to us here. Um, yeah. <laughs> one thing on Saquon real quick, and because I, I yeah. saw the quote as well, and, and I thought it was really interesting because he, he just said, he said, I'm not trying to reset the market. I'm not trying to get the biggest running back contract at all. I just want to be compensated for the work and value that I believe I bring to the team. And that is something that's been talked about a lot this offseason is that running back really kind of is kind of the most like disrespected position from an NFL team standpoint when you look at it. You know, it's they they get beat up the most out of anyone on that football field and they don't get paid like it. And so, and, and, and I get it. Right. Like it, the, 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 the amount of hits they'll take it, it wears them down as athletes. And, you know, I get it, but it's, you know, I, I, I can understand where, where both of these guys are coming from here on this is in saying, you know, it's, it's a matter of just wanting to feel like we're wanted and needed on this team. And, you know, sometimes, and Austin Eckler or James Conner steps in. And then that proves that they don't sometimes. But uh, I do think it'll, it'll, it'll be interesting to monitor here because both of these teams, uh, the backups aren't blow your mind away kind of people. So if, if either of these guys do end up holding out, yeah, if either of these guys hold out, I'd watch for the names like Ezekiel Elliott or Kareem Hunt or something like that, or maybe for those guys to sign with one of these teams. Anyways, let's move on here. It is time for the first mock draft of the season. We're going to just do a mock here. It's going to be a 10-team PPR fantasy football mock. The team layout is going to be one quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end, two flex spots, and then four bench. We're going to go through 12 rounds here with you. Uh, pretty much just feel out what these teams could look like. Maybe if you're drafting from these positions – we uh we randomized before we started the episode. Wes is drafting from the second spot from the 102. I am drafting from the 108. So we're on different ends of the spectrum here. You're gonna get hopefully get to see a good piece of kind of where these players fall at on either side of uh, the draft here. And uh, and to do that, so you actually can't see it, we're gonna do a little bit of a change up on our screen right now. And uh, listen, we're down there. We're, we're down here now. Look above us. There's the draft board. Everything's up there. Hey, guys. Uh, <laughs> listen, we're, we're small. We're tiny down here in the bottom. Shout out to our graphics designer, Brandon, for making this layout for us just for this episode. Thank uh, you. Let's jump into it. So it's going to be, like I said, 10 teams, 12 rounds total, snake draft, no kickers or defenses. And again, like I said, Drafts and uh, sorry, rosters are going to be one quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, one tight end, two flex, and four bench players. Without further ado, Wes, let us open it up and start the draft. And we'll go ahead here at the 102 and see what you got cooking up for us here. Well, we'll see. You see Justin Jefferson. It's taken first thing off the board. I like how you can see my name is Brohemoth. This has always been my gamer tag. I've just got Brohemoth <laughs> all over my life for whatever reason. Yeah. So uh, I 
I- I'm going to ask a little bit of your opinion on this, Noah, because I'm going to pick either one of two players if I'm in this situation here. So I've expressed with great interest that I think Jamar Chase is likely to be the wide receiver one this year. Yeah. I'm excited about him. Everyone has him top five easily. There's no reason not to take him. Fact is, you see right now, his ADP is the third pick. So that's fine. Right. But what if I just take Travis Kelsey? Because we've talked about him as the 101. What if I just do that and see what happens? I don't hate it. I don't hate it, Wes. I've always I've I've said throughout the offseason. That would not be the craziest thing you could do, and uh, and so I, I I don't hate it at all. I'm gonna I, I'm gonna say if you want to go for it, if not, you get your boy Jamar Chase. I apologize real quick. I just paused the draft as you guys can see. I'm just gonna bump up that time a little bit so we can add some commentary as we are drafting here. Oh, that's very um, polite of you. But we'll go ahead. We just want to be able to provide the most insight we can here. So I'm gonna bump it up. We won't take three minutes per pick, you guys, but we just want to give the time to talk if we need to, and uh, we'll go ahead and get through here. As we do, I will resume the draft right about now. I hope you have given thought to your pick, Wes, as you are now back on the clock. For the interest of the trollers and the expressiveness of Travis Kelsey and how great he is, I'm going to take him. I love it. I love it. I love to see it, and uh, I love bold moves, so I, I don't hate it at all. As we see, oh. Christian McCaffrey off the board next. Go, uh, sorry, oh, I, just I didn't even see. I didn't. I was. I was reading <laughs> off who was going. I didn't even see who fell to me yet. That's awesome. Go ahead. <laughs> um, this is the dream scenario for me. Uh, but we see. So we see Christian McCaffrey, and then Jamar Chase, Austin Eckler, Tyreek Hill, and then B. John Robinson off the board at one oh seven. Is that crazy, Wes, or are you are you down with it? Bijan at 107? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he's going to be phenomenal. It's the kind of thing where you would need to go get your wide receivers right after and maybe take sure. a sleeper running back, maybe just – but Bijan, I'm oh, – I love, I love this guy so much. I don't hate I it. Do. I don't hate it at all. Yeah. Um, listen, I'm all for, after last year, seeing the running backs that were taken in the first round – and we got to about week six, and I believe our episode title was Where Are the Running Backs? <laughs> and we just could not figure right. out what was going on and why these running backs weren't panning out. And sure, Saquon Barkley last year was the, you know, uh, let me see here. Last year he finished as the RB5 in PPR, and there were still handfuls of weeks that you were super disappointed in Saquon Barkley for your fantasy team. So, yeah, I'm this year, I'm pretty positive I'm going the zero RB route. I'm pretty positive mm. I'm loading up on top wide receiver, high ceiling talent early, and I can't think of anyone better to do that with than Cooper Cup, who somehow fell to the 1-8 here. So I'm going to go ahead and take Cooper Cup here, and then we'll go around the turn and see who I can get on the way back. Ah, oh, that's a bummer that that happened. I was really hoping A.J. Brown would make his way back around here for me. <laughs> that did not happen. We see A.J. Yeah. Brown run off the board next. Jonathan Taylor, Stephon Diggs, and then Saquon Barkley. And as much as I don't believe in his quarterback, I'm thrilled to go ahead and grab C.D. Lamb right here. I think it's he is a guy who last year uh, was phenomenal, was incredible last year, finished as the as the wide, wide receiver five in PPR formats, was off the charts just with what he was doing had nearly 1400 receiving yards last year and we saw how poor his quarterback play was from cooper rush some some of the games from Dak prescott that sort of stuff over 100 receptions uh i I mean i don't think i need to say much more i think cd lamb and cooper cup to start my draft is something i'm really excited about and that's something i do seven days of the week so i'm gonna take cd lamb here at the two three and even choosing him over Devontae Adams makes sense because at least you know there's chemistry with him and yeah. Dak Prescott. With Jimmy Garoppolo, it never felt like that there was really any big player wide receivers that could accumulate a ton of points in San Francisco with the passing game. That's why Debo is so special because he did so much on the ground. Um, but after CD, Matt Patrick Mahomes went, Derrick Henry, Devontae Adams, Monroe St. Brown, and then Josh Allen – 
And this Two is quarterbacks where... off the board before the end of the second round is crazy. That's remarkable. But that's the price you got to pay. These guys are probably worth it. And uh, and my goodness, that is just high, high yeah. draft picks for those guys. You're here at the 2-9, Wes. You've got Travis yeah. Kelsey. You're, you're looking for, uh, you know, obviously he is the ultimate difference maker and the ultimate advantage at the position in, right. in all fantasy football. But you still don't have a running back or a receiver, so walk me through what you're thinking here. Well, I'm looking at the next few picks here, and I am very excited about three of these players. Um, I do like Tony Pollard a lot, but I love Garrett Wilson, I love Jalen Waddle, and I love Brees Hall. And so knowing where I am in the draft right now, I have a shot at getting pretty much two of those. Potentially um, two of those three, because those are three players within the next uh, six or seven picks of ADP order. So, yeah, you got a decent yeah. shot here. So What I will what probably do. do is, knowing that it's the computer, it's kind of an advantage. The computer is going to take the next two, so I do know this. But I prefer to have... Oh, it's tough between Jalen Waddle and Garrett Wilson, honestly. Wow. That's really that's really tough. I, I might go. I'm because I really want Brees Hall. I'll take Brees Hall and then I'll make my decision. Oh based off maybe what the Okay well, made for you. Yeah, because I was contemplating because I really want Brees Hall and I would have taken him here at the three oh two, but I didn't want two Jets. I was on my ask, team is that is that something for you that even with the Aaron Rodgers magic in New York now I know I tend to stay away from that as well of of stacking up skill position players unless it's something you know it's something crazy if it's you know if it's Austin Eckler yeah. and Keenan Allen or something like that like that's something I would probably do and I I think or, this is a crazy stat or crazy stack as well to have both these players I think there's a real opportunity that they're both top 10 but um it's easier for me to avoid that and take Jalen Waddle. So yeah, I like it. I like it a lot there, man. Ramondre Stevenson off the board next. The sleeper computer switches it up on us a little bit here. I know in the previous mock drafts, Wes, you and I are used to ESPN. That's what we've played on all the time. And they would always yeah. pick the next player. Sleeper keeps us on our toes here. But as you can see, Ramondre Stevenson and then Najee Harris, we get Jalen Hurts off the board halfway through the third round. Second tight end off the board with Mark Andrews, Josh Jacobs at the 3-7, and then I am back on the clock at the 3-8. And I see some people that I like here. And I said it, and I'm going to commit to it because I yeah. want to see what a zero RB strategy pans out as for Let's the trollers go. here. There's a few options on the board. T. Higgins, Chris Olave, DK Metcalf. We know DK is who he is. We've seen T. Higgins be great, even as the wide receiver, two in this offense. I think I'm going to take Chris Olave, though, and I think about it, and I think about yeah. the beginning of the season, and I go back and I look at what was he playing like with Jameis, with, with air it out Jameis Winston. What was he doing? And we remember the big plays, and his quarterback is now Derek Carr, who led the league in deep ball percentage last year, or deep ball attempts at least last year, with Devontae Adams. He's got a new young speedy wide receiver in Chris Olave he's going to throw to. So I'm going to take Olave at the 3-8. Three, three wide receivers on my team, not a single wow. running back, and I couldn't care, and I and I could <laughs> not care less. It's amazing and now how we look, the we see, league has shifted. Yeah, we come, we come back to me here. Three wide receivers off the board. And uh, listen, I love the value here. So this is what I'm going to do. I am going to pivot a, from... A quick reminder for the trollers is that we have two flex spots in our roster. So if Noah yes. takes another wide receiver, it, it, that player's not going to the bench. Just for context, that's all. Right, yeah. This person will be on the starting on or in the starting lineup here. So um, I'm looking ahead to what my next pick would be. And there's some options I like there. And I'm going to go ahead and do this. I am going to pivot off the wide receiver spot. I love the value here. And uh, when you take someone with the 12th overall pick, you know they're going to get used. 
I was hoping. So I'm going to go would. ahead and take my first running back off the board here. I'm going to grab Jameer Gibbs at the start of the fourth round as my first running back. I think he's going to be something really special. And I and I, yeah. and I think, you know, they took him that early for a reason. And so I think that happens. And uh, and he comes in and balls out there for the Lions. After Jameer Gibbs, we had Travis Etienne, DK Metcalf, your boy Devontae Smith off the yep. board. Just three picks before you could get to him there. Aaron Jones <laughs> and Amari Cooper. And Wes, you are back on the clock at the 4 9. Right. Uh, it, it's it's tempting, and honestly, it's tempting to go with Joe Burrow, uh, maybe Justin Fields. Uh, I don't like Joe Mixon right now. We need to see what happens mm-hmm. with his legal situation to be resolved. Uh, we even heard ideas of Ezekiel Elliott or maybe even Dalvin Cook are to connected to the Bengals. I don't know why Dalvin Cook would be connected there, but there's still speculation that the Bengals are going to want to find another running back. So for me, Joe Mixon right now is off the table. I think he's great. So if nothing happens and everything's fine, he's going to play for the team. Wonderful. This is this will be a great value here. But I think what's important to me right now, you just mentioned about reaching for this man. I'm going to take Alexander Madison. I knew, I knew when you paused, you were going to do it. Yeah, I it's, knew when you it's paused worth that it. you were going to hit us the Hamilton reference. So there we go. <laughs> well, you see Lamar off the board right after that. DeAndre Hopkins, even without a team, is still up here in the ADP. Rightfully so, yeah. he'll be really solid wherever he goes, and maybe that rises or falls uh, a little more based off of wherever he ends up. But you are back on the clock here, Wes. Joe Burrow's still there into the fifth round. What are you? Uh, what are you thinking here? He is, and I think he's going to be phenomenal, but there are some quarterbacks that I think are also going to be top 10 that I can get way later. And we talked about, Mm -hmm. you know, in one of our episodes about how Tua is so far down the list that we know what he can do. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about this, actually. I'm going to throw this out here as I make my decision. We talked about how much we think Jordan Addison is going to have the best rookie season of all the wide receivers drafted you had me mark your words that he was going to have a thousand yards, which then makes me think, well, obviously Justin Jefferson's going to have a ton of yards too. So Kirk Cousins is going to have a ton of yards and maybe, maybe as a byproduct, he's going to be top 10. So I don't want to forget about Kirk Cousins as a quarterback for fantasy. That's just another fantastic option. I've got got him just outside my top 10. I think I've got him ranked 12th right now. And, yeah, uh, it just makes sense. Yeah. So uh, I the, another thought here is that the turn, basically here at the second position, you got to start thinking a little bit further ahead. So if you feel really good about some of the players coming up, go for it. Otherwise, you probably need to reach for who you're interested in. And I know you're not going to be happy with this, but I'm going to take a major reach and I'm going to go get Miles Sanders. Oh, you son of a gun. <laughs> that is yeah. a major reach. That is quite a major reach. I was not expecting that. Well, I mean, uh, I'm not in love with any of these wide receivers, right? I mean, I like Calvin Ridley, but I'm by yeah. the time I come back around, I can get someone that I think is just as talented too. So yeah. no, definitely. I, and and I don't and I don't fault you there. Um I am looking here. And I'm seeing a guy that I'm really, really excited about. And a guy who uh, had a bit of a down year, maybe in terms of where people were drafting him last year, what people expected. He was um, he finished as the QB 11 last year. Um, but he's got a new offensive coordinator who loves to throw the football and loves to get big explosive plays. And Justin Herbert is stacked as far as the cast around him now. Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Quentin Johnston. I think he is going to be I I have been touching my rankings a bit this week. And I'll fill you in. I've got Justin Herbert right back up where I had him at the end of last year. Or at the beginning of last year. And I've got Justin Herbert right now as my QB three. All things considered, when I've looked at where things are at with how much Kellen Moore throws the football with how few touchdowns Justin Herbert threw last year, just be just it was a bit of a down year for him compared to 
his first two seasons, 31 touchdowns in his rookie year, 38 touchdowns in his sophomore year, only 25 touchdowns last year. His cast was hurt. He They were banged up. I think Justin Herbert is uh, is a major value. And so I'm going to go ahead and take Justin Herbert here at the 5-8 and see what comes back around to me here. And I'm pretty excited about it, if I'm being honest, because we then see George <laughs> Kittle, Justin Fields, J.K. Dobbins, and D.J. Moore off the board. And I'm going to take a guy who I think is going to be absolutely a beast and have another young, great quarterback throwing the football to him. I think Calvin Ridley yep. is going to be absolutely fantastic this upcoming season. I'm going to take him here at 6-3. We then see Damian Pierce, Christian Watson, Jerry Judy, Chris Godwin, and James Conner off the board. And we are back to you, Wes. And I'm wondering if you might do what I think you're going to do. And we'll have to wait and see. I I think with I'm one of to... these two with one of these two picks, I think I know what you're gonna do. I would rather have this player right now than to risk having him taken in the next two picks. And I'm gonna take the quarterback to the wide receiver you just drafted. Sure. And I'm gonna get the golden haired child in Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence. Then it's DeAndre yeah, no. Swift, who I think think has a decent year in Philadelphia. Not gonna be as great as he could have been in Detroit, but then Kyle Break My Heart Pitts is taken right after DeAndre Swift. <laughs> Golly. I, I'm, this is also why I'm so glad I have Travis Kelsey. Is like, I don't need to worry about ending yeah. up with Pitts. Golly. Uh, so I still need another wide receiver. Just recapping my team, I've got three running backs already. So I am the antithesis of Noah's roster, especially yeah. taking Switch Travis Kelsey. Up. 102. I need a wide receiver. I believe in this wide receiver. And we had uh, some interesting statistics, too, that uh, Noah and I are going to be sharing on uh, our socials in the next couple of days about the Cardinals offense. And this makes me very excited for Marquise Brown. Uh, something that uh, we learned and talked about is that without DeAndre Hopkins, when he was suspended those first six weeks, Marquise Brown was top five. I mean, he was phenomenal, and he proved me wrong. I thought he wasn't going to be the player that he was supposed to be in Baltimore. He is going to have a standout season. I think as long as Kyler Murray shows up uh, maybe first couple of weeks into the season, Marquise Brown is going to have a heck of a year. So I'm very excited for that, and I'm going to take him right now, the uh, 702. Yeah, I, I'm a huge Marquise Brown fan. As soon as the news broke that DeAndre Hopkins was released, in all the dynasty leagues I am in, I went and made an offer because I had said <laughs> I want that guy yep. on my team. And uh, the one thing we talked about as well was that they've got the best friend syndrome. Kyler and Marquise got that best friend syndrome like like yep. Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup. And uh, recently Marquise Brown had his birthday party. They went on some big private jet. They were out on a yacht. Saw a picture of him and Kyler together, and I just went, man, those two are on the field this year. They are going to tear it up. So <laughs> I love it. I like the pick a lot. We see another receiver go at the 7-3, Michael Pittman. Another tight end here, Darren Waller, who might be a target monster for the Giants this year. Go at mm. the 7-4. Sneaky pick here that I really like, and I thought maybe this guy might fall to me. I'm buying him back in a little bit on Cam Akers based off of how Ooh. he ended the season last year. He's just drawn my eye a little bit more, and, and he's a guy that I'm a little bit excited about, and, and and they didn't bring any competition in for him. So unless you're worried about Kyron Williams or uh, sixth or seventh round rookie running back Zach Evans, I believe is who they drafted. Yep. Um, not too worried about that. We see Drake London go off the board at the 7-6. Javante... Got done, got swifted Williams potentially <laughs> here. Uh, go off at the 7-7. Seven, seven. And I'm looking at the board here. I've only got one running back. And this is the this is the spot where I'm looking. And I go, okay, I'm in the seventh round. Let me see what value I might be able to find here at the running back spot. And I know that we're maybe in a situation where he may or may not play some football games this year. Alvin Kamara looks a little bit mm. interesting here. Rashad White's a little bit interesting. I'm not sure what the target volume is going to be like for him. Uh, and so, you know what? I'm going to stick to my guns here. And I'm going to go ahead 
and grab another wide receiver and a guy that is so wildly undervalued and is going uh. in the seventh round. And he was quite literally a top 15 fantasy football wide receiver last year. People are worried because this team took a rookie wide receiver in the draft in the first round. I'm not worried about it yet. Uh, I'm not worried about this guy taking away time or opportunity. So I'm grabbing Tyler Lockett here as my fourth wide receiver off the board in the seventh round. Really like that. Uh, actually, sorry, that's my fifth wide receiver off the board there. I apologize. Um, but I am thrilled to have that as my first wide receiver off the bench in case something doesn't pan out with Calvin Ridley for some reason. You know, something may not happen. Who knows, really? But uh, I'm, I'm loving Tyler Lockett there as some great value in the seventh round. That is an amazing bench player. I don't yeah, think people – I just want to comment on Tyler Lockett for a moment because he was wide receiver 13. And like yeah. Gene, I mean, the praise went to Geno Smith, but Tyler Lockett, we talked about this statistic before, is that wide receivers that see four or fewer targets in week one have a 9% chance of ending up in the top 20. Tyler Lockett's done that two or three times. He has broken the statistic repeatedly. He is just consistently great. It's boomer bust. We know this, but golly, you're going to get him in like the seventh, maybe eighth round. That is amazing value. Just wanted to celebrate your pick there for a second. Thanks, dude. I appreciate that. Um, right here, I am going to take another running back. And, uh, and while things aren't very clear right now, I'm going to grab Dalvin Cook. I think wherever he ends up, he is going to end up being pretty much a top 24 running back wherever he ends up at. And I think he's still got a couple good years left. If he's in Miami, you know, give him, you know, 16 to 20 touches a game. Give Devon A-Chain 8 to 12 touches a game. You got a good one-two punch there. So I'm going to grab Dalvin Cook here. I think he is a really solid running back option for me here in the eighth round. Gonna grab Dalvin. What a ridiculous scenario. Dalvin Cook has fallen to the eighth round, and we're like, yeah, I guess I'll take him. Yeah. Like, what? What I'm happened? Like, all right. I guess this is a good scenario. Uh, we see a string of running backs go here after Dalvin Cook. A couple guys I was considering, Isaiah Pacheco at the 8-4, Rashad White at the 8-5, David Montgomery at the 8-6. We see Deshaun Watson at the 8-7, Mike Williams at the 8-8, and Wes, you are on the clock at the 8-9. What are you thinking here for your I... team of running back beasts? Yeah, hopefully these are the right running backs. I know you and I feel pretty good about all three of them, actually. But I'm going to uh, reach a uh, – it's not a huge reach. They're just – you know, it's not the next five players. But uh, the aforementioned Jordan Addison, I like him a lot. And if I've got two wide receivers, that fills up my wide receiver slot. And I will need a flex, uh, two of them. One, maybe Miles Sanders. The other – could be Jordan Addison, and that sounds pretty nice to me. So I'm going to go ahead and take the one of the two gritty brothers. Nobody's saying that except for me. <laughs> um, after Addison, Christian Kirk, who could end up as a top 30 wide receiver, uh, even with Calvin Ridley returning. Brandon Ayuk is the other wide receiver I was interested in, but yeah, I'm – I'm more confident with Addison because of Kirk Cousins than I am with Brandon Ayuk with Brock Purdy or Sam Darnold or Trey Lance. For sure. And it's, also competing with Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey yes. and George Kittle. And wildly yes. enough, I like Brandon Ayuk more than Debo or George Kittle this year. But uh, I, I, I think he's a better pure wide receiver than Debo as well. Um, yes, so. I agree. And uh, now, that, real quick, we'll just go on a on a tangent here. Now that they have McCaffrey, yeah. I just think that Debo Samuel isn't going to be rushing for eight touchdowns anymore, and I don't think he'll see the the finish that he had in twenty twenty one, where he was just an absolute animal and was just rushing for eight touchdowns as a wide receiver, and then getting some receiving work as well. So, uh, yeah, I, I like Brandon Ayuk as a receiver more than uh, than Debo for sure. Yeah, and I'm just I was just checking back the draft board again to see where Debo went. He's still in the late fourth round, so or actually early fourth round. So he's a late third round, early fourth round pick still because he's young and talented. But it is 
Too Many Cooks and Kyle Shanahan's Kitchen. Yeah. We're coming to uh, the last four rounds of this draft, and I'm still, knowing me, I I do a much better job drafting sleeper wide receivers than sleeper running backs. So I'm sure. going to take James Cook and continue this on the young first opportunity as the starting running back Uh it seems to be consistency here. Madison, first time as the RB1. Miles Sanders is going is on a new team. I'm going to stick with James Cook, and maybe he's going to have a good opportunity in Buffalo. We both like him a lot, so I'm hoping he's going yeah. to be. Yeah, stud. I really like James <laughs> Cook. I really like James Cook, and I think he's going to be a really solid guy. Uh, you know, Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean, Bill's GM, uh, have said we're expecting him to see a bigger workload. You know, my one reservation sometimes is that he's never going to he's he's always going to be the third option on the goal line for a touchdown, for a rushing touchdown. He's mm. you know he'll have James or Josh Allen ahead of him. He'll have uh, Damian Harris ahead of him, and so uh, the goal line work it won't be much of a thing. But we saw some some running backs get receiving work in the Buffalo offense last year, so be interested yes. to see what happens there. I'm back on the clock. And I just see a lot of wide receivers that I love, uh, but I only have two running backs here. So I'm going to go ahead. And this is a guy that, again, over the last few weeks, I've just done some more thinking. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm getting more and more excited about the possibility of Antonio Gibson. And I, oh I was burned my. last year. I was burned in 2021. I've given him chance after chance, and I have been burned. But something about Eric Bieniemy coming to this team as the offensive coordinator and J.D. McKissick no longer being on this team as a receiving threat in the game. And we know Brian Robinson doesn't get much receiving work. We saw it last year. I think Antonio Gibson has a chance to be maybe a top top 25 running back this year in fantasy. And I think he's an interesting play there. I'm back on the clock after George Pickens, Kadarius Toney. Jahan Dotson is a guy that I really like this year for a big second-year breakout. Goes at the 10-1, then Brandon Cooks at the 10-2. I'm looking here, and uh, don't love many of these running backs here that I'm seeing. Not a huge fan. Oh, there do is it. Do it. Yeah, I see here, Ryan. I believe I don't know. You. I don't know if we do. I, I, I will say there, okay. is one, there is one running back on the board here that I do like that might be considered a, probably a bit of a reach here, but... He's a guy that I think is going to actually get a lot of work this year. Could play a solid role. We saw him come on the second half of the year last year and get an opportunity. And so I'm going to take some AJP Ryan right here. And uh, and I think he is going to be, for at least part of the season, the RB1 in Denver. And, and potentially for a lot of mm. the season because we don't know what's going to happen with Javante Williams. Even if Javante Williams does come back, we have seen Sean Payton use a host of running backs before in his offense. Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara, the the, the duo that I think of, and they both were relevant for a time there. So I'll take P. Ryan at the 10-3, some good value there for a guy that I think could be in uh, in weekly lineups potentially, depending on how things pan out. Uh, We then see Juju. Did you think I was going to go Michael Thomas? I sure did. If I hadn't have taken Chris Olave, <laughs> I definitely would have. I definitely okay. would have, but I've got Olave there. Evan Ingram at the 10-6. Rashad Penny at the 10-7. Brian Robinson at the 10-8. Wes, you're back on the clock at the 10-9. Yeah. It's, uh, speaking of Brian quarter- Robinson. Oh, you have picked a quarterback. I'm sorry. I got Trevor sorry. Lawrence. I just yeah. saw a quarterback on the board that we both love, so... And I'm very tempted to take him right now. I know you are. Just to, just to back it up, just, or maybe a trade target or whatever. It's having having two for sure top ten quarterbacks on my team. That is so. I mean, last year I had Tua and Joe Burrow. It was yeah. such a delight. And it was funny because I would pick the wrong one some weeks. And the one I picked that was incorrect would get only 19 points. And the other one would get 30 points. And it was like, well, right. I guess I'm still okay. Uh, but I want to comment real quick on Antonio Gibson and Brian Robinson. One of them is going to have a great year because it's that Eric Bieniemy factor that I want to just highlight with you. He is an eight-time running back coach. And he was there with Adrian Peterson in his MVP season. 
So these running backs have a real opportunity to be the driving point in Washington. Maybe it's both or maybe it's one, but I actually like both of them. Yeah. If one falls Especially to me, I value. will take. Especially at, at value, value for yeah. sure. In the 10th round to get a difference maker potentially at the or at the running back spot. But, you know, a, a NFL team's running backs are both of them are going off the board in the ninth and 10th round. Like you are getting someone's top running back and, yeah. and that's, and that's special. So. Yeah. No, I can't help myself. Why not? It's to a time, baby. Do Come it. on. I love it. It's, it's is, another thing to consider trade bait. Somebody else gets injured. Somebody's quarterback goes down yeah. for the season. Hi, do you want Lawrence or Tua Tonga-Vailoa? Give me your top yeah. three picks. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You are back after Dalton Schultz, RIP, and Gabe Davis go off the board <laughs> here at the turn. You are back at the 11-2. We've got two picks yeah. left in the draft, Wes. What are we thinking? Well, it's uh, something that you and I had uh, texted during the, the week, maybe a statistic we share on social media about Khalil Herbert, because right now the value of Khalil Herbert as a starting running back in the NFL for him to fall into the 11th round is wonderful to me. Um, it's going to change. I, 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 you made a good point. Noah and I were just talking about this. It's going to change as far as how the receiving game is involved with DJ Moore there now. Chase Claypool may have some opportunity as well. Uh, they got another tight end. They got Robert Tunyon as well. And Cole Komet yeah. is there. So I know the rushing volume is significantly decreased for Khalil Herbert. On top of the fact Justin Fields is a mobile dual threat quarterback. But yeah. Khalil Herbert averages 17.5 points per game when he has 11 or more carries. Yeah. And that is... If that's even remotely true, then getting him at this spot is fascinating value and feels like such an opportunity for me to have a decent backup on a bye week. In addition to my team again, Brees Hall, Alexander Madison, Miles Sanders, James Cook. If one of them gets hurt or there's a bye week or multiple bye weeks, I feel like Khalil Herbert can fill in that slot pretty easily. So I'm going to take him right now. Yeah, I was I was thrilled about drafting Khalil Herbert this year. And I was really bummed when they signed Deontay Foreman. And some people are worried about them drafting Roshan Johnson, B. John Robinson's backup at UT. And they drafted him in the sixth round, but he is a very talented player. But he's a sixth-round running back. So I'm not much, I'm not much worried about him. I am a little worried about Deontay Foreman. It also, just in the same realm that you've said it, Justin Fields is going to be the top rusher on this team. Yeah, But Khalil Herbert could carve out a role. And listen, a fourth and troll exclusive. I got to meet Khalil Herbert the weekend of the Super Bowl at the Super Bowl experience <laughs> right. here in Phoenix, Arizona. And I walked up to him and I said, we get an RB1 season this year? And he said, that's the plan. So listen, he's planning for it, you guys. He is, he is out here ready to play. Uh, and so if he gets the opportunity, like you said, 11 carries. Just 11 carries. If he gets that, he has done and shown that he can play very, very well. So I love it. I'm a big fan there. I'm going to take – we see – sorry. We see David Njoku, rookie, uh, Quentin Johnson go off the board right after that. J uh, Jamal Williams, Cortland Sutton, and then Kirk Cousins right there in the 11th round. That's some great value if he is – Jeez. If he ends up yeah. being who we think he can be with the receivers he has – I loaded up on running backs here because I've already loaded up on five really solid wide receivers. And uh, I'm going to grab one more running back. Okay. And this is a guy who is probably going to be in a timeshare. And he's going to be new to the league, so he's eager to make a name for himself. Track star from Texas A&M and now Miami Dolphins running back. Devon A-Chain. I'm grabbing this guy right here. I don't know if you guys saw him play in Hard Rock Stadium when he played in the Orange Bowl last year. Broke off for a beautiful 65-yard touchdown in that game. And I uh, have that have that run on repeat in my head when I think about what he could do at Hard Rock Stadium for the Miami <laughs> Dolphins this year. Listen, he's a guy that he might only get 8 to 12 touches a game. But when a mind like Mike McDaniel is scheming up those touches – 
And it is something for a guy that is that fast and that just quick on his feet. He is lightning shot out of a cannon when he gets those wide zone run schemes, which is what Miami runs. Listen, give him 12 carries a game. Let him be a not high volume guy, but let him, you know, let him break a 60 yard touchdown or a 40 yard touchdown. And, you know, then he gives you a solid week in the flex spot if you have him there, if you need him there. Yeah. We see then low risk, high reward for exactly. that offense. Exactly. Yeah, especially at the yeah. ADP that you've got him at. It's not a bad pick, honestly. 100%. Yeah. We then see Zay Flowers. We get a, a handful of rookies here, actually, off the board after Devon A. Chain. Zay Flowers, Anthony Richardson at the 11 10. How many quarterbacks have gone off the board? There's. Let's see. One, two, quick math. three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Is he the fourteenth quarterback off the board? I Listen, counted thirteen, but it's already there. Yeah. Somewhere around there. The potential is unlimited. So with Shane Steichen, <laughs> he may be able to turn him into just an unbelievable player. For me personally, I'm here in the last round of our of our mock draft, Wes, and you may be going, no, you don't, ha- you don't have a tight end. What are you going to do? I knew what I was going to do the whole time. I'm picking my boy Chico Conquo, baby. <laughs> Chico Conquo Let's every go. single day of the week. I don't care. <laughs> I do not care. The Tennessee Titans, they have Traylon Burks. That is the only threat to targets ahead of Chico Conquo. But they're a run first team. Great. Ryan Tannehill still throws the ball. Will Levis is loves throwing the football. My goodness. And he will tell you about it too. Um <laughs> I'm love listen. If you're if you're new here, you'll learn. I Chigo Conquo is probably my favorite player in fantasy football. I love drafting him, and I think he's going to be a fantastic value. And I think he is going to be a top seven fantasy football tight end this year. And I'm excited about it. So after Chico Conquo, Rashad Bateman goes off the board. Then Aaron Rodgers in the 12th round, which is just unbelievable. Such good value there. Jacoby yeah. Myers, Cole Komet, and then Jamison Williams. Wes, you've got the second to last pick in this mock. Who are you taking here? Yeah. It, if I had a second pick after this, I would probably – on that next pick, maybe I go for Jonathan Mingo because I really love this guy so much and I want to keep building my wide receivers, uh, especially because when I look at, you know, I need a wide receiver. I need more wide receivers on my team, I feel like. And the next in line is Elijah Moore. Not bad opportunity there. Then it's OBJ and I'm not sold on Odell in Baltimore. I mean, my prediction is that the first few weeks he might do really well, and then either he falls off or he gets hurt. But it's just kind of tricky to think that player that didn't, you know, it's been more than a year since he played football and he's in his 30s. It's just tough. I like Adam Thielen, too. I don't want to get another running back because... I also like Elijah Mitchell and what might happen if CMC is hurt. He's probably the the next best handcuff in fantasy. Yeah, but I think I think for the uh, the sake of the pod, I'll take a backup tight end, and I'll get my man crush Dalton Kincaid. I knew you were going <laughs> to do it. I knew <laughs> you, you were going to do it. I knew the whole time it went. This is all hub above uh, whatever. He's uh, going Dalton Kincaid right here. I love it. And then we see Daniel Jones go there at the 1210, who we both think is going to be absolutely stinky poop. <laughs> so, yeah, he's going to stink. Um, that's it. That's going to do it for our mock draft here. Uh, let's go through West. Let's run through our teams by position. Uh, I will go first. I've got right. Justin Herbert at quarterback. I then have Jameer Gibbs as my RB1. I've got Dalvin Cook, Antonio Gibson, Samaje Pirine, and Devon A-Chain. At receiver, I've got Cooper Cup, C.D. Lamb, Chris Olave, Calvin Ridley, and Tyler Lockett. And at the tight end spot, I have my man Chigo Conquo rounding out my team here. Wes, Good team. who do Good you team. have? My team, I've got two quarterbacks. I got Trevor Lawrence and Tua Tonga Vailoa. For my running backs, I have Brees Hall, 
Alexander Madison. Alexander Madison. I have Miles Sanders, James Cook, and Khalil Herbert. For my wide receivers, I have Jalen Waddle, Marquise Brown, Jordan Addison, and that's it. I would have got Jonathan Mingo after that. And my tight ends, yeah. I've got the great Travis Kelsey, and then maybe Dalton Kincaid has a f- couple of fun weeks every now and Something then. So there. that's my roster. Yeah, just three receivers for West, but we only did 12 rounds here for you guys. We wanted to keep it short and concise, give you a rounded out roster plus a handful of bench spots. So we like it a lot. Listen, go to the comments. Let us know who you think has the better squad, Who you, whose team you like more. Would you rather go the zero RB route this year? Would you rather go the hero RB route this year and get a guy like Brees Hall? Are you taking Travis Kelsey at the 102 we don't know. You got to decide for yourself. <laughs> you just saw what a team can look like if you do. So that is going to be that. Listen, so glad to be back with you guys, with the trollers. Please leave a comment, leave a like, share, ring the bell, follow us on our social medias. We are so excited to keep on connecting with you guys as we keep on just growing, doing our thing, and just having a lot, a lot of fun. And talking fantasy football, which is what we love to do the most. So make sure, make Tuddy of the Trolls smile again by leaving a comment. Be sure to check us out on socials. They're down below. Join us next Tuesday. Actually, I realize we're in the we're in the other frame now as you're looking oh, at our dashboard. So they're they're to the side. One of the <laughs> sides here. They're to the sides, I just realized. And uh, but be sure to check us out on socials, which are on the screen here. Join us next Tuesday. I am Noah Selby. I'm Wes Selby. And this has been 4th and Troll Fantasy. Fantasy.